nothing that I'm hanging on to. It means I'm willing to release it all. I'm willing to let it all go. I'm willing to put it all behind me. I'm willing to give it all to you today, Father God. I'm willing to cast all of my cares, all of my worries, all of my doubts, all of my fear. I'm willing to give it all to you today, Father God. It is because of you that I'm here today and I recognize that and I honor you today. I honor you today with the breath. I honor you today with the fruit of my lips. I honor you today with the hand clap. I honor you today with my hands lifted up. I honor you today standing up on my feet. I honor you, Father God, for I know without you, Father God, that I would not be here. I know without you, I would not be here. And I want to thank you for another chance. I want to thank you for another opportunity to make your name great in the earth. Another opportunity, another opportunity. And Father God, you're worthy, you're worthy. You're worthy of the praises of your people. You're worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy. Father God, you are so worthy. You're worthy today of the praise of the honor and all the glory belongs to you. Father God, it is in the name of Jesus we come to honor you this day, Father. Thank you for giving us another chance, another opportunity to make your name great in the earth. Father, we pray right now, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that we would decrease and you would increase. And Father, you will use us today until heaven can get the glory. Father, we thank you for all that are gathered here this day, oh God. Lord God, this is the day that you've made. We're going to rejoice and we're going to be glad in it, oh God. Father God, we are so glad, so glad, oh God, when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And Father, we thank you that we can enter in. We can enter into that secret place, oh God. We can cast all of our cares, all of our doubts, all of our fears. Father, we can tell you the secret things, oh God, that no one else knows about, Father. We thank you that we have a place, oh God, that we can come and honor you, oh God, a place that we can come and worship you, oh God. Father, we just thank you for all that you've done and all that you're doing even now. And Lord God, we know what you told us in your word. Father, we know what you said you would do for us, oh God. And Father, we ask you to do it today. Do it today, Father God. Do it today, Father God, like never before. Make your name great, oh God. Make your name great in the earth on this day, Father God. Father God, we know, we know, we know, we know, oh God, without a shot of a doubt, oh God, your presence is in this place today, Father. And Lord, we want to honor you. We want to worship you. We want to glorify your name, oh God. For Lord, you're worthy. You're worthy of all of our praise, oh God. If we had 10,000 tongues, Lord God, we couldn't praise you enough. We couldn't thank you enough, oh God, for protecting us from danger seen and the dangers unseen. Father God, from bringing us out, oh God, bringing us out of the pits, oh 
oh God. The pits of hell, oh God, you delivered us, oh God. And Lord, we want to glorify you. We want to thank you, oh God, for just being God. When we are about to lose our mind, when we are about to give up, oh God, you rescued us, oh God. And for that reason, we want to thank you. We want to glorify you. We want to praise you, oh God, withholding nothing, withholding nothing, with everything that I am, everything that I have, every ounce of me, oh God. I want to lift up your name and make your name great. Make your name great. Lord God, we say do it today. 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 Set the captives free, oh God. Heal, deliver, and set free today, Father God. Heal, deliver, and set free today, Father God. Free the minds of your people. Let them go forward like never before with boldness and clarity and authority, oh God, that's been given by you, oh God. That is my prayer, and this is my plea. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We give honor to God once again for allowing us all another chance, another opportunity to come and to make his name great. We are just so thankful for all that has taken place thus far. We're thankful to God for all of the clergy that are in the house on today. We honor you. We thank God for you, and we know that you could have been any other place, but we thank God that you're here today, and we believe that there is a word in the house, not only for you, but for everyone else that's in the house on today. God is good. God is good. All the time, God is good. Amen. Amen. We just thank God for your obedience to uh, do the things that he's called and commanded you to do. Thank you all who a part of the intercessory prayer team. When your name is called, you guys step forward and you deliver. You do just what God called you to do. Sister Constance kind of set the tone uh, this morning with powerful words of encouragement, being transparent and talking about, you know, what God has done and what he's doing in her life. And, and I want to tell you that God shows himself strong. He confirms his word time after time after time. Put him to the test and see if God won't turn things around for you, if God won't work a miracle in your life. Tried and true, trusted and believable. God is real. Amen. Okay, so for those of you that have your Bibles quickly, we're going to go to Mark chapter 3. Uh, and while we're going there, we thank God again for all of our ministers, all of our visitors, uh, Lighthouse Christian friends, family. It is a day that we're so excited to be able to uh, come to you today with the word from the Lord. Mark chapter 3, and we're going to start at verse 13. Mark chapter 3, verse 13. And it reads, And he went up on the mountain and called to him those he himself wanted. And they came to him. Then he appointed twelve that they might be with him 
and that he might send them out to preach and to have power to heal sickness and cast out demons. Simon Peter, to whom he gave the name, Simon, whom he gave the name Peter, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, the brother of James, to whom he gave the name Boenerges, that is, sons of thunders, Andrew, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, the son of Athenus, Thaddeus, Simon, the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot, whom also betrayed him. And they went into a house. Amen. I would like to use for our subject today, he called me. This is a sermon in which you must make it personal. For I'm going to talk from the subject that he called me, which means it's personal for me because he called me. I want you to focus on verse 13 and 14, if you will. It says, Jesus went up into a mountain and called to him those he himself wanted. And they came to him. Now, Jesus called the ones that he himself wanted. It did not say that Jesus called the ones that somebody else wanted or that the crowd wanted or that the people wanted who were following him, but it says he called those he himself wanted. And then it says that they came. When Jesus called, there should be a response in, yes, Lord, I hear and I will obey. Notice that Jesus called these 12 and they came to him. And then it says in verse 14, he appointed 12 that they might be with him. When Jesus called, he called so that you will come and be with him, so that you will come and be a partaker of what he has to offer, of what he's giving, of what he's teaching, of the things in which he's doing. You will be a witness, an eyewitness of that account simply because you are with him. Many people today don't understand the fact that when you have been called by God to do a specific thing, you must be willing to forget everything else everybody else and follow him follow him because he is the one that's called you he's the one that chose you he's the one that have appointed you to the position in which you find yourself in now then when Jesus called them to come and be with him he's called them to be with him so that he may send them out to preach. When God calls you to preach, you are called to preach and you are to be about your father's 
business because he is the one that's called you. He's the one that has sent you out. He's the one that has given you the power, the authority to do the things in which you have been called to do. He called me. To be called means to accept and fulfill your God-given purpose. Many people have been called by God to do a specific thing or specific task, and we think that the only way that we can do this or do that if we're able to do it the way we want to do it. But can I tell you today that in order to follow him, when you answer the call, when he called you, he's already equipped you with what you need, and that that you don't have, he will give it to you at the proper time. Now then, when you have been called by God, you have a responsibility to accept the call, and then you have a responsibility to fulfill the call. You have a responsibility to walk in the purpose in which God has called you. The Bible says that all of us have been called or invited to follow Jesus. All of us have been called or invited to follow Jesus. But let me be clear here about this. Not everyone will be called to be a preacher, to be a pastor. Some will be teachers, some will be helpers, some will be deacons, some will be trustees, some will be missionaries. But all people have been given the invitation to come and follow Jesus. A calling, if you will, is God calling people to himself to be a follower of Christ. The call is to come and follow me. The call of God is a process, if I was taking notes, by which the Father draws or calls a person to himself. It's a process by which the Father draws or calls a person to himself. Get this. It includes God's opening the mind of the person to understand spiritual truth. Now, we heard this morning the testimony about how God wanted a, a sister to go a little bit deeper as she prayed and was seeking God to do a specific thing for her. And then God opened her mind to where she understood where God was calling her was to go deeper in her spiritual relationship with him. So it is when God calls you and he calls me, the first call is to go deeper in our relationship with him. He calls us to go deeper in our relationship with him. And deeper means that he's going to do something. He's going to open up our minds, our spiritual minds, so we can see, hear, and understand what he is saying to us through the Spirit. But it is also a call, an invitation, if you will, unto salvation unto all men. The call is to salvation first. Notice that these men that uh, Jesus called, he did not uh, draft them. In other words, they were not forced 
uh, uh, to follow him. They, they, they were not asked if they wanted to volunteer. Too often, we're asking people, we're begging people to, to, to follow us. We're begging people to help a brother out. We're begging people to participate and work in the church, to, to, to do the work. Oftentimes, oftentimes, pastors and ministers, I've seen men and women that God has called. They got it twisted. They got it mixed up. There's some confusion that's going on in the body of Christ to where because when I read my Bible and I study my Bible, I understand that if you have been called of God, you're called first to be a servant. Mm -hmm. You're called to be a servant. You're not called to be one that's put up on a pedestal and then people serve you. But you are called to be a servant, to be a servant, to be a servant. Let me help you out. So to be a servant, if you will, it means that Pastor Todd, I got to take my coat off in order to get down and get dirty. Sometimes, sometimes y'all, we get so dressed up in our dresses, in our fine suits until we don't want to get dirty. But can I tell you, when you're called of God, you got to be willing to get down in the nitty gritty. You got to be willing to get down and dirty. You got to be willing to go in the highway and the head to testify. You got to be willing to go down. We used to be Mobile Street. There's not much there then. But back in the day when things were popping and going on, you had to be willing to go down to Mobile Street and witness to the woman on the corner, to witness to the man that's on the corner with the alcohol bottle. You got to be willing to go into the gutter to the uttermost parts. You got to be willing when you're called of God. You understand I'm called to serve. I'm called to serve. You got to be willing to get down in the dirt when you're called by God. You got to be willing to go where the people are. You got to be willing to go where the sinners are. You got to be willing to go where the people that everybody else is turning their back on. You got to be willing to go to those who are sick, those who are lame, those who are blind. You got to be willing to go among those who've been demon possessed. Oh, but pastor, you say I got to go where those have been demon possessed. I'm a little afraid of, of, of those type of people. I'm afraid of that situation. But can I testify that oftentimes we, we go about and we are among people who are demon possessed and we don't even know it. Testify. There are those. Sometimes their behavior is odd. It's weird. And we wonder why that person is the way that they are. Could it be that they are demon possessed? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. But when you're called by God, guess what? He prepares you for the battle that's ahead. He prepares you for the battle that is ahead. I want to tell you that the first mission Jesus came to call centers to repentance. Jesus chose these 12 men to be his companion. He did not choose them because of their faith. Because oftentimes their faith faltered. Nor did Jesus choose them because of their talents. Because many of them had none. He did not choose them because of their abilities. No uh, one, when you look at the 12, no one stood out as, as having some unusual ability. But these disciples, when we look at them, they represent a wide range of background, lifestyle, life experiences, you will. But apparently, apparently, when you look at all of them, none of them possess any particular uh, uh, special type of leadership skill. But guess what? But still, God chose them. 
Now then, if you want to read more about the disciples, if you're taking notes, Matthew 10, 1 through 4 gives you some information. Mark 6, 7 through 13 gives you information. Luke 9, 1 through 6 gives you other information. But the disciples, the 12 disciples, they was from uh, a Galilean region, except for Judas Iscariot. He was from Judea. He was not one of the ones who were from Galilee, but he was from Judea. But guess what? Still, he chose him. Even though, even though sometimes, y'all, we look at people and we think that they should be a certain way in order to be used by God. Judas had a purpose even though he was not one of them, but he was one of them. Did you get that? Judas had a purpose even though he was not one of them, but he was one of them because he had a purpose. All too often we try to put people in a box of what they should do and how they should be. Not everybody, not everybody that preaches the word of God do it the same way. But guess what? God still chose them. I don't do it like anybody else and nobody else should try to do it like me. But can I testify, testify to those of you that are out there. Many times, especially when you're young, when you're young and you're trying to figure it out, you figure if I just do it the way that they do it, maybe they would accept me. But can I testify? If God has not called you to do it that way and you try to do it that way, it won't work. It won't work for you. So be who God has called you to be. Because guess what? My anointing is my anointing. Your anointing is your anointing. Your anointing, your anointing, your anointing is your anointing. Don't try to be anybody else. Just be who you are. Just be who you are. When we study the word of God and we look at the men that he used, we find out and we see that there are those whom he called. But guess what? There are some, some quirky things about them testify. Peter was one that we know he was quick. Uh, he was quick on the draw. He was quick to answer when a question was asked. Peter was also the one, if y'all remember, he's the one that took the sword and cut the ear off. Y'all remember when they came for Jesus. This same Peter, the same Peter is the one that testified to whom Jesus was, but the same one, the same one told Jesus that I'll follow you wherever you go. I would never leave you. This same Peter, the same one I'm talking about, he's the one he's the one that Jesus said you're denying me three times guess what this same Peter he did just that but guess what he still chose him now then, now then, when we read and we, we, we go on a little bit further and we see one called Matthew, let me tell you, Matthew was a tax collector. He was a tax collector for the Romans. And so Matthew, along with many other, other tax collectors, guess what? They would put a little bit aside for themselves. In other words, they was gouging the people, but guess what? He still chose him. And then, and then when we read and we study the Bible, we find out that Jesus not only came and chose Matthew, but Jesus went and sat and ate with Matthew. And then the story says that Matthew had invited other tax collectors. In other words, he invited other crooks, but Jesus still chose him. And guess what? This same man that Jesus chose was also the one that was able to pin the gospel of Matthew. Guess what? The same one that was looked down as a cheat, as a thief, as one that's no good, as one 
one that we should not even entertain his presence. That's one that I would not be seen eating in his house. But guess what? Jesus still chose him. And then, and then, and then as we move on, we move on. There were two brothers, and the story says, two brothers, their mother came to Jesus and wanted to know if his, their sons could sit on the right and one sit on the left. The same, the same two brothers. Jesus had to explain if you want to be great in the kingdom of heaven. He had to explain to them that you must be the servant first. If you want to be great in ministry, understand you must be the servant first. To be the servant first may mean you have to back somebody up. It may mean you're going to be an assistant. It may mean you're going to be an associate. But guess what? He still called you. The fact that you're not the head, the fact that you're not leading the charge does not mean that he has no use of you. Because when I look in the word of God, I see men like Bartholomew. Well, I don't know what Bartholomew did, but guess what? He was one of the 12. And then, and then when I look at Philip, well, there's a Philip here, and then there's another Philip that said he was the one that spoke to the unit. Now, I don't know for sure if this was the same one, but guess what? He's one of the 12. And then, and then there's Thaddeus. Thaddeus is another name. I don't know what all Thaddeus did, but guess what? He's still one of the 12. And then, and then that was Simon. Simon the Canaanite. Again, I don't know what all he did, but guess what? He was still one of the 12. And then, and then we all know about Judas. It's not a good thing to be known for what he did, but guess what? Judas is known because the purpose that he served was to do the bidding of the evil one. He didn't understand, but guess what? What I understood about Judas, Jesus knew he was from who he was from the very beginning. Judas was a thief. Break it down. Judas was more concerned with money. See if this resonates with anybody. He was more concerned with money, with wealth, when Mary came with the alabaster box and she poured the oil out on Jesus' feet, Judas had something to say. Not that he was concerned about what she was doing so much so, but he even wanted to say that that oil could have been used to, 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 to buy food for the poor, to help take care of the poor. He wasn't concerned about the poor. He was concerned about the money. When the enemy knows your weakness, that's where he will attack. When the enemy knows your weakness, that's where he will attack. But God knew, Jesus knew the purpose of Judas. So Judas was allowed to remain in the inner circle, even though he was not a part of the circle. Now then, you can be in a crowd, but not of the crowd. The word says be in the world and not of the world. You and I have been called by God for a purpose, and that is to fulfill the purpose in which we have been called. Now, one of the characteristics that the disciple all shared what we all should be sharing as ministers of the gospel is our willingness to obey God. That is the characteristics that should be the same for me, for Pastor Todd, 
for all others, we have a willingness to obey God. When he says go, we go. When he says stop, we stop. Now, some of these men were fishermen. Peter and Andrew, we know. Tax collectors, we talked about Matthew. And some of them were political activists, so to speak. The Sons of Thunder has been said that they were uh, political activists and that they thought that Jesus was coming to overthrow, help them overthrow Rome, and that he would set up a kingdom in which they would be able to sit one on the right and one on the left. They had it all wrong. There are those that have been called by God, but they have it all wrong. They're doing it the wrong way because of what everybody else is doing. What I see from studying the word, Pastor Taj, these men, they were called by Jesus. They were commissioned to go out and to spread the word, but did he tell them not to worry about food and clothes and all of these things? There are those today, my brothers and sisters, who have it all wrong. They're in the gospel. They're preaching the gospel for personal gain. But Jesus, I want to tell you, Jesus called common men and women, rich and poor, educated and uneducated. Today, many people think that only certain people are fit to follow Christ. But that was not his attitude. He said, whosoever will, let him come. But when you come, understand you got to first be willing to deny yourself. Take up your cross and follow me. Now, when I was studying this, when Jesus would make comments like that, it says many stop believing. When he said, come, Everybody was willing to come. But he said, you got to be willing to deny yourself. Some left. And then when he said, take up your cross, others left. When you've been called by God, you've got to be willing to stand even if you have to stand alone. When you're called by God, now I love my wife, I love my, my children, I love my, my mothers and my sisters and my brothers, but, but the Bible says we got to hate them in comparison to our love and dedication to God. How many in here is willing to say that I love God more than I love my family? How many willing to say I love God more than I love my wife? I love God more than I love my husband. And this, and, and this is where it gets sticky for the ladies. How many of you can say that you love God more than you love your children? Too often, too many times, church, we put people ahead of God. We put things ahead of God. We put relationships, if I could testify, we put relationships ahead of God. And how you do that is when you know that you know you've been called by God to do a specific thing and you're not doing it simply because of the other person. 
You're not doing it because of the other people. You're not doing it because you're worried about what other people are going to think. You're worried about what other people are going to say. But guess what? When you've been called by God, you must be willing to forsake all others to follow him. You must be willing to deny even yourself, even your wife, your husband, your children, your mothers, your sister, your brother. You got to be willing, willing to let all of that go if it means following him, if it means following him. There are great preachers of our day and time had to make that decision and where they had to let husband go. They had to let wife go. They had to let children go in order to fulfill their purpose. Not that they are not loved, but when it comes to comparing their love to the love that God has for me, it does not compare at all. You got to be willing to go all the way with him when God has called you. Some of the disciples that he called, they were married. Mark 1, 29, 31, Simon Peter was married. 1 Corinthians 9, 3 and 6 says, Taking along a believing wife and do also other apostles and the brothers of the Lord and Cephas who we know was Peter. We, we should never disqualify ourselves. I'm talking to you. Never disqualify ourselves from service of God because we don't have the proper credentials. What is that? A piece of paper. Being a good disciple is simply a matter of following Jesus with a willing heart. I didn't, I didn't find anywhere, Pastor Todd, that it said that the, the only way that you could preach or teach the word of God is that you had to have a degree, you had to have a bachelor's degree, a doctorate degree, and, and, and so many people are caught up. And there's nothing wrong with that if that's, if that's the way God's leading you to get a doctorate degree. But, but, but some people get it just to get it so they can be called doctor. But I told you in the beginning that we are to be the servant. And, 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 and I read where there were 12, but, but there's only a few of them that stands out. The rest of them, they were part of the group. They were called for the same purpose. But we don't talk about them in the manner in which we talk about some of the others like Peter and, and, and Matthew and, and Judas. We don't, we don't talk about some of the others, but guess what? They were there. They were part of the crew. They were part of the 12 some says that Simon's name was also John, who wrote the book of John, who worked for first and second and third John, who wrote Revelation. We, 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 we got all of this information that's out there, but the most important thing is that these men were called by God for a purpose. These disciples were selected for this purpose, to let the world know of God's love. And that God sent Jesus to redeem the world. These men walked with him. They talked with him. They listened to his teaching. He told them there was going to come a time where he was going to leave them. But he also prepared them in saying, I'm not going to leave you comfortless. See, when you've been called by God, you, you, you move and you do things in power and authority because it's been given to you by him. Jesus gave them power and authority over unclean spirits to cast out devils and to heal all kind of sickness and all type of diseases. Matthew chapter 10. 
when I was this morning, I just did the dates because you just move along and time just keeps going and you don't really know. But 40 years ago, I started preaching. And I, I saw that, that Jesus would give them power, his disciples. He said he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all type of sickness and diseases. When I first started, I read, I believed. And then as you begin to move around in circles, you got it. But people don't believe. And then I read Pastor Todd's where it says Jesus could not do miracles among his own because of their unbelief. But see, God took me away. And he showed me things. I got to experience things that I never dreamed that I would experience. And so I want to tell you today that if you've been called by God, he's the one that has equipped you. He's the one that's given you the authority and the power that you need. Let us all stand. Wednesday night, we had Bible study. And then we gave an altar prayer. Somebody go get Constance. I mean, not Constance, I'm sorry. Constance, you come. Um, Robin. I'm going to ask all the ministers to come behind these that are gathering at the altar. And while we were having Bible study, Pastor Todd asked if there was anyone that wanted prayer, wanted us to agree with them about a particular thing or particular issue. Somebody get pops, come in. And there were those... As we were standing around the altar, there were those standing around the altar that began to come in close, Pop. There were those standing around the altar that began to share what they wanted us to agree with them on in prayer. And that stayed with me. It, it, it tugged at my heart, and, and it grabbed a hold of Pastor Todd's because I saw him get broke up. But what I saw in that moment is that we have not fulfilled all of the call. And what I mean by that, ministers, when you're called by God, you've been given power and authority to lay hands on the sick. And the word says they shall recover. We've been given the power. We've been given the authority to pray for them. We've been given 
the power, and the authority to pray for healing of all manner of diseases. Brother Harold, but we're not operating. We're not operating fully in our call. But that ends today. See, oftentimes you, 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 you feel that you got to wait for a specific uh, uh, feeling or, or somebody to push you in order to do what you know you've been called to do. But we all agreed and we joined in prayer. For Pop, for Robin, and she told me something this morning. I want her to tell you about what we prayed for on Wednesday night. When my um, test uh, came back, everything looked good, and I don't have any infections or any um, bacteria or anything in my body. And I go Wednesday to get have an ultrasound on my neck, but I know I'm healed. I just know God is stretching me in this season, and he's making me get closer to him, and this was just like a thorn on my side. For me to get closer to God, and it has pushed me. So. All right, Pop, you shared your testimony, but for those that were not here on Wednesday night, we were in prayer with you on what? Prostate cancer. Prostate cancer. We came back uh, three, and they did a, a biopsy. They took 12 polyps. Nine came back negative, three came back positive. So they are low grade from a one to a ten. Three, the two is on three and one is on four. And uh, on the 12th of this month, I'm going to go see the uh, neurologist that's going to do the, we're going to do a seed implant. Seed implant, the expectation of those is 20 years. And once they put these things in, I was also advised that whenever I go back to, uh, to have a test done, it's going to look like a porcupine in my body. And all of these pills that they're going to shoot in is about, about half the size of a grain of rice. So it's going to cover the whole prospect. And once they do that, they say within six to eight months, everything should be put to sleep permanently. Amen. Amen. Let's give God a hand praise. So if you're standing there while I got these ministers here at the altar, I know we got a little room, but I'm going to ask you to come forth and we're going to pray because I'm asking them to kind of stand and intercede on our behalf. We're going to anoint you with oil and we're going to pray because God is a healer. God is a healer. And I saw Wednesday night, we, we're going around with these illness, with these sicknesses when we don't have to. But we got to pray and believe. We got to pray and believe that God will heal us. And in case, in case you need some help, that's what the ministers are for, the elders are for. The Bible says, let them call. If there's any sick among you, let them call for the elders of the church, for the affectionate, fervent prayer of a righteous man, avail it much, avail it much. And it's time that we as men and as women of God start to operate in our call. 
Start going about laying hands on people, praying for them so they will be healed and so they could be delivered because this is the call. This is part of the call. This is part of the commission in which you've been given by God. So ministers, if there's someone next to you, just go ahead and lay hands on them and start praying and I'm going to lead a corporate prayer and we're going to pray for them. Father God, it is in the name of Jesus. We come right now thanking you first and foremost for being God. Father, we thank you for the call, Lord God, that you placed on all of our lives, oh God. Father, we pray, Lord God, that we would move, Lord God, Lord, in faith and not in fear, oh God, to step out on faith, Lord, and lay hands on the people, oh God, the people of God, oh God, that you've called and commanded us to lay hands on, oh God. Father, we operate, oh God, in that power, in that authority this day, oh God. Lord, we ask you to touch, oh God, from the top of their head to the sole of their feet. Father, we come right now, Father, in the name of Jesus. We come against, Lord, the power, oh God, of the enemies, the forces of darkness, oh God. Father, we claim right now in the name of Jesus that your people will be set free on this day, oh God. Lord, your word declared that whom the Son is set free is free indeed. And Father, your word has went forth, oh God. And Father, we claim right now in the name of Jesus, Lord God, you will confirm it, Lord, with signs and wonders, Father God. I pray right now for any that are around the altar that's sick in their body right now, Father. I claim right now in the name of Jesus as your men and women, oh God, are laying hands on them. Father, I claim right now in the name of Jesus that healing virtue, oh God, is flowing through their bodies, oh God. It's flowing from the top of their head to the sole of their feet, Father God. I claim right now, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we bind cancer right now. We bind sugar diabetes right now. We bind high blood pressure right now. We bind, oh God, our minds being clouded and being confused. Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, we're claiming freedom today, Father. Freedom for your people, oh God. Father, we're claiming that bodies, oh God, will be made whole. Arms will be made whole. Legs will be made whole. Eyes will be open spiritually, oh God, so they can see what you're doing in the life, oh God. Lord, I claim right now in the name of Jesus, Lord God, you will create, oh God, a clean heart and renew a right spirit in your people, oh God. Those, oh God, who've been bound, Lord God, by the enemy by those unclean spirits we come against them right now in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus you unclean spirits you have to flee you cannot say in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus you have to go you can stay no longer your time is over you have to go you have to go in the name of Jesus I'm operating in the power in the authority that's been given to me by Jesus you must go you have to go you have to flee in the name of Jesus, Father God, let your people be free. Let them be free today. Free to worship you, O oh God. Free to serve you with their whole heart. Giving, Lord, giving their all to you. We're holding nothing, O oh God, but surrendering their all to you. Father, I claim right now, Lord God, you are free minds, O oh God. Free the minds, O oh God, of worry. Free the minds of anxiety, O oh God. Father, I claim right now in the name of Jesus, there be no more doubt, O oh God, but we'll operate, O oh God, in your power, in your authority, O oh God. Lord God, it's not us, O oh God, but it's you, O oh God. We honor you, O oh God, because you are God. Father, we want to thank you for what you're doing right now. We want to thank you for what you're doing. We want to thank you for what you've done. 
And Father, I thank you for these men and women, oh God, that you call, Lord, to do a mighty work for you, oh God. Just as you called the disciples, oh God, and you equipped them, oh God, to go out, oh God, and to do the work to fulfill, oh God, the vision and the mission in which you called them. And Father, you told them, Lord God, that you would send your spirit, oh God. And when your spirit came, oh God, it empowered them, Lord God, with the power that they needed, oh God, to do the work. And Father, I pray right now, Lord, as you have empowered us, let us do the work, oh God. Let us do the work, oh God, that we've been called to do. Let us be those, Lord God, that be willing to go into the highways and the hedges and to compel men to come in. Let us be those, oh God, that will pray for our brothers and sisters. We get down and dirty, oh God. We get down and dirty where they are, oh God, to meet them, oh God, to take them by the hand, oh God. Lord God, as you took us by the hand and you rescued us, oh God, let us be rescue workers, oh God. Let us be rescue workers for the kingdom. Father, in the name of Jesus, we want to thank you. We want to thank you. We want to thank you for what you're doing, oh God. Lord, we want to thank you for the new call, oh God. We want to thank you for the call, Lord God, that you're placing on the heart of those that are standing right now, Father. We want to thank you for the call, oh God, to surrender. The call to surrender. The call to surrender. The call to surrender and go all the way with you, oh God. Lord God, and you'll take us further than we ever dreamed possible when we surrender. When we surrender, oh God, you'll open up our eyes that we can see spiritually, Lord, what you have in store for us. Father, you're calling your people. You're calling them today, Father God. In the name of Jesus, we stand in the gap. We stand in the gap for them. We stand in the gap. And Father, we say thank you. Father, as hands have been laid, oh God, on your people, oh God, if hands have been laid on your people, Lord, if your people have been touched, Father, we claim right now in the name of Jesus, Lord God, you will heal and make whole, oh Father God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, you will free minds, oh God. In the name of Jesus, oh God. Lord God, you will deliver and you will set free, oh God. Father, the questions, oh God, you will answer all the questions, oh God. Lord, you will remove all the guilty stains, oh God. Lord God, you will set free, oh God. On this day, Father, in the name of Jesus, let us come boldly to the throne of grace, oh God, that we, oh God, may find grace, oh God, in our time of need, in our time of need, and in our time of sorrow, and our time of disappointment. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we ask that you would do it, oh God. You will set free, oh God. Set the captives free, oh Father God. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, set the captives free. In the name of Jesus, let it be done. Let it be done. Let your will be done. Let your will be done, Father God. Let your will be done. Let your will be done. Let your will be done, Father God. In the name of Jesus, let your will be done. Free, Father God. Free, Father God. Free, Father God. Free your people today, Father God. Free them today, Father God. Free your people today, Father God. In the name of Jesus, free your people. Free your people, Father. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for deliverance, Father. We thank you for healing, oh God. Father, we thank you for watching out for him, oh God. We thank you for your hedge of protection, Lord, around him. Father, you know it's hard. You know it's mine. And Father, we claim right now in the name of Jesus that he will be a bold soldier, a be a bold warrior for your kingdom, oh God. Lord God, we pray you will continue to use him, oh God, until heaven can get the glory. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you for what you're doing for him in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you, Lord God, 
Thank you, Lord God, for this woman of God. Father, we pray you will continue to open up, oh God, her eyes to see, Lord God, what it is that you will have her to do, oh God. Let her, oh God, continue to be the strong force, the back, oh God, the hand that's in the back of her husband. Father, we pray right now in the name of Jesus that you will quit them, oh God. Give them power from on high, Father, to keep going, oh God. But Lord, you have a special place for them, oh God, in your kingdom, oh God. You have a mighty work, oh God, for him to do, Father God. And as he surrenders to you, Father God, I claim right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, you will show yourself strong in his life, Father God. Let him see supernatural things, oh God, that he never thought possible, oh God. Use him, oh God. Use him, oh God, for your kingdom, oh God. Use him in a mighty way, oh God, to bring others in, oh God. Lord God, use him, oh God. Use him to be an influence, oh God, where he's at, oh God. Lord God, for you, oh God, will get the glory out of his life, oh God. And Lord, we want to thank you for him. Lord, we want to thank you, oh God, for the gift, oh God, that you put in him, oh God, a long time ago, oh God. Lord God, even from a little boy, oh God, you had a purpose for him, oh God, just as you did myself. And Father, as I'm praying for him, Lord, I can see, Lord God, you called him, Lord, long ago, Lord God. Even when he was young, oh God, you had a call on his life. And Father, I pray that he'll walk in that purpose, oh God, not being afraid, not walking in fear, but trusting you, oh God, that you're going to do the work. You're going to do the work just as you promised him, oh God, just as you promised him. You're going to do it, Father, and we thank you. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for Robin. We thank you, Lord God, for the gift that she is to the body, for the gift that she is to her husband. Father, we thank you for her heart, oh God. Father, we pray, oh God, Lord God, the things that she's put before you, oh God. Lord, you will do it for her, Lord God, just to show her, oh God, you are God, oh God, and that you will answer prayer, oh God. And Father, it's not just for her, but it's a blessing to be a blessing to others. And Father, we claim it right now in the name of Jesus, oh God, because we honor you and because she honor you oh God. Father, open the doors, oh God. Make the pathway bright, oh God. Make the pathway bright, Father God, that she cannot miss, oh God, that this is the will of God concerning her. Let her walk in her purpose. Let her walk in her purpose. In Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for this woman of God. We thank you for what you've done and what you're doing in her life, Father. Father, we know you want to take her higher, oh God, and to use her mightily in the gift, oh God, in which you've given her, oh God. Let her open her mouth, oh God, and you continue to speak for her, to continue to speak through her, oh God. Lord God, that your name may be great in the earth. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, you know her doubts. You know her fears, oh God. You know the things, Lord, that she's been concerned and worried about. But the Lord is telling me to tell you today, worry no more. He said, cast all your cares. He said, cast all your cares upon him. So you've been trying to carry. You've been trying to do it on your own. He said, but cast them all to me, daughter. He said, for I care for you. Because of your faith. God says he's going to heal you because of your faith. He's going to heal your body. Just as he said to the woman that had the issue of blood, just as he said to Jairus about his daughter, because of your faith, God's going to heal your body. And you're going to be able to continue to share your testimonies with others and tell them about the goodness of the Lord. Just wait and see. Watch God heal your body. Father, in the name of Jesus. Brother, we heard you on yesterday, but more importantly, God heard you. 
I want to tell you that it's not by accident that you found your way to Lighthouse. God has given you talents. He's given you ability to use for his kingdom. Always remember, it's what you do for Christ that will last. You trust God with everything that you have, and you don't doubt, even though you don't understand it all, you don't know how it's all going to come to be, but God has placed you in a circle of believers that will join with you in faith and in prayer to watch God bring the dream, the vision that you have to fruition. All because you put him first and you honor him with every aspect of your life. You and your family, you and your seed will be blessed. All because you put him first. Watch God do miraculous things in your life through you to help others. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Prophet Hinton, it's been a long journey. You've tried to fit in, and it hasn't worked for you. It hasn't worked for you because you were in the wrong place. When you get in alignment with God, you're going to see God do some things for you that you've been wanting him to do. But you got to surrender, even though it may not look like you think it should look, it may not feel like you think it should feel, you got to go all the way and obey God and watch him do for you what you've been asking for. You just got to be willing to step out. Trust him, trust and believe, and he'll bring it to pass. He'll do that for you. He's already done some marvelous things for you over the years, but God wants to do something even better. But you got to be willing to surrender and go all the way, forsake everything else. And Lord, I don't understand, but I'm going to do it. And I'm going to watch you do what you said you would do. Lord, we declare this to be so in Jesus' name. Walk in our purpose, walk in our purpose, walk in our purpose. Father, I thank you right now for my wife. I thank you for the gift that she is to the body. Father, I thank you, Lord God, for her. And I ask that you would touch her body from the top of her head to the sole of her feet. Father, you know the pain, you know the aches that she has, oh God. But Father, because of her, yes, in supporting me, oh God, being the hand in my back, Father, I'm asking you to do it for her, oh God, to touch her, oh God, to bring healing, to bring restoration to her body, to function in the manner in which you created it to do. And God, we want to thank you for it in advance. Father, we pray, Lord, that she will continue to grow stronger in you and allow you to take her further, God, than she ever dreamed possible. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Father God, in the name of Jesus. We thank you. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you for our dear sister. Father, in the name of Jesus, as you touch her, Lord, I see something. Lord, she's been holding on to, Lord, thinking that no one else knows, no one else cares. But Father, you care for her. And Father, it is this day, Father, you want her to let go and let God 
Stop trying to figure it out. Let go and let God. You're in a safe place. You can trust God. He won't let you down. You can trust him. You can trust him. He says, give it over to me, daughter. Give it over to me. Stop trying to hang on to it. Give it over to me and watch me do, watch me do a new thing for you. Watch me do a new thing for you. But all I need is a willing heart. I need a willing heart that's willing to surrender. And if you will surrender, he'll do it for you. He's going to answer your prayer if you surrender. He's going to make a way out of no way for you. You no longer have to carry that all on your own. You no longer have to feel that you're all alone. For he said, I'll be with you always. Always I'm with you. He says, when you thought no one was there, I was there. When you felt lonely and you felt like no one cared, I was there. But he said, today I want to do something new for you if you're just willing to go all the way with me. And Father, I claim right now in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that you're touching her body, Lord. You're touching her mind, oh God. You're freeing her, Lord God, of the things of the past, oh God. Lord, because we know it's the enemy that keeps bringing up the past. But God, you said, Lord God, that you've set her free. And let her know today, Lord God, that you have set her free, oh God. Lord, free in her mind, oh God. Free in her soul, oh God. Free to worship you. Free to serve you, oh God. Lord God, she don't have to try to figure it out anymore. But just trust you, Lord God, to do it for her, oh God. And not many days hence, oh God, you're going to do something supernaturally for her, oh God. In the name of Jesus, we receive it. We believe it. We believe it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, Lord, we praise you. We honor you. We honor you, Father God, in the name of Jesus. We pray for our dear brother, Father God. Lord, we thank you for his faithfulness in supporting Lighthouse. Father, we pray right now in the name of Jesus that you will meet him where he's at. We pray, Father God, for his family, Lord, that you will strengthen him, that he continue to be the guiding force, continue to be the light, oh God, in his family, oh God. Lord, we know that the enemy comes in, Lord, and try to come against him. But Father God, we know that you have set him free. You've already paved the way for him, oh God. Lord, let him continue to move forward, oh God, continue to move ahead, oh God. Lord God, that his light will shine before them, oh God, and they might glorify you, oh God, and ask, and ask, oh God, what is it that I need to do, oh God? And he will say to them, follow me as I follow Christ. And Father, we claim right now in the name of Jesus that you will do it for him and not many days hence. Father, we pray that you're opening the doors that have been closed, oh God. Lord, you're making a way that seemed like, Lord God, there was no way. And Lord, we want to thank you for it in advance. Thank you for it in advance for what you've done. Thank you for what you're doing in his life, oh God. Let him continue to grow stronger. Let him continue to go deeper in his walk with you. For Father, you have a mighty work for him to do, Father God. Lord, you want to use him in your service, oh God. And Lord, we ask that you will use him, oh God, that he can be an example to those that will come after him, oh God, to the young men that will come, Lord God, into his circle, oh God. Let him have an influence, a spiritual influence upon their life, oh God. Let him be a guiding force to them as well. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Amen.